we went from shutting down to opening up in a way that essentially skipped over all the guideposts. That's not the way to go. We've got to rethink that and do it differently. Will we have everything that we had last fall? Probably not. But I think what we want to make sure is the child is at the center, their needs are met, and we do everything we can to ensure that that child is getting the education that they need. The rush for students to return to school this fall amid the pandemic is becoming more pressing as we fly through the summer months. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. Dr. Deborah Burke shared insight into how the CDC is shaping its guidelines for school reopenings. She said there are many options laid out since all schools will face different challenges. For example, some schools may be able to hold classes outdoors while others section off large gyms. She said the biggest challenge is figuring out how to best test school-age children for the virus. In just a moment, we'll talk to a representative from the San Diego County Office of Education about the plans currently being discussed locally. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Thursday, July 9th. 560 new cases of COVID-19 were reported today in San Diego County, bringing the total to 18,402. The 14-day rolling average for positive tests is now 6%. Nine new deaths were also reported to bring that total to 415. And as coronavirus numbers rise in San Diego, we're also seeing more people needing to be hospitalized. County says 11% of positive tests have required hospitalization. Dr. Salam Yatuma has been on the front lines at Sharp Grossmont Hospital since the beginning of the pandemic. He says they're now seeing more young people being treated at hospitals for COVID-19. This impression of that the pandemic is over and people started going out, going, doing things they used to do um, six months ago. But that's unfortunately not the case. Doctors say with the flu season right around the corner, it's especially important for people to follow the county health guidelines. A group of local leaders wants the governor to give county health officials the power to decide which businesses should be closed and which should be allowed to reopen. ABC 10 News reporter Marie Coronel looks at the argument being put forward by a trio of local politicians. County Supervisors Kristen Gaspar, Jim Desmond, and Councilmember Chris Kate sent this letter to Governor Newsom, where they say in part, the statewide one-size-fits-all approach to closing entire business sectors is misguided, as evidenced by the many sectors in San Diego forced to close their doors again, despite not having contributed at all to the rise in local cases. Today, we're adding three new counties. Monday, the governor ordered counties, including San Diego, that have been on the coronavirus watch list to shut down bars and close indoor businesses, forcing many to scramble and transition to outdoor operations, leaving others with the decision to shut their doors again in just a matter of months. Supervisor Jim Desmond says these closures should be treated by a case-by-case basis. We can make more of a surgical adjustment, you know, be using a scalpel than a grenade. He also believes it should be the county health officer, Wilma Wooten, who should decide whether places stay open or closed, not the governor. He's also in favor of stricter enforcement of businesses that don't follow the rules. I'm in favor of going after the bad actors so that the ones that are behaving, you know, are not punished. Supervisor Desmond says they are now waiting for a response from the governor who has not publicly made any comments about this letter. Reporting from home, Marie Cornell, ABC 10 News. 
Three Harbor police officers have tested positive for COVID-19. The Port of San Diego says all three officers are now isolated at home and receiving treatment. The county is now working with Harbor Police to trace who the officers have had contact with. Those who've had close contact with the officers will be notified and encouraged to quarantine for two weeks. Six months of sickness and turmoil comes to an end. It was a sombering feeling seeing that we didn't have our families out here. Ever we'd have been gone for so long. The USS Theodore Roosevelt finishing its deployment rocked by coronavirus and controversy returned to NAS North Island today. About 6,000 sailors deployed on January 17th for routine operations in the Indo-Pacific and to maintain security and stability in the region. But in early March, there was a huge COVID-19 outbreak on the ship. 1,200 sailors tested positive for the coronavirus, and sadly, one didn't survive. In response to the outbreak, the ship's commander at the time, Captain Brett Crozier, wrote a letter to Navy leadership sounding the alarm and asking for help. That letter was leaked to the media, and Crozier was removed from his post. It looks like San Diego unemployment will get worse before it gets better again. Our economic recovery has been chugging along since the first shutdowns were lifted more than a month ago. County employment rate had fallen from 25% in May to 14% late last month, according to Sandag. But this week, the state banned indoor service for the next three weeks to stop coronavirus spread. Let's just face it, this could happen maybe two or three more times by the end of the year. And if it does, we got to get really good at opening and closing turnkey. Sandag estimates that as of late June, there were 240,000 jobless San Diegans. The areas with the highest unemployment are in Mid-City and San Ysidro. Starbucks will soon require customers to wear face coverings at all of its U.S. locations. The coffee chain says the new rule will take effect July 15th. Where applicable, customers not wearing a mask can order via drive-thru, curbside pickup through the Starbucks app, or place an order for delivery through Starbucks Delivers. The move comes as growing evidence suggests face coverings are critical in mitigating the spread of COVID-19. On our last podcast, we got a teacher's perspective about the potential opening of schools back up for classroom learning in the fall. Today, we're joined by Bob Mueller from the San Diego County Office of Education. Bob, it's uh, good of you to join us today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy to be with you. Well, first of all, can you explain, uh, especially to parents out there, how is the decision going to be made about whether schools will be opening for in-person learning in San Diego County this fall? Well, each school district will make that decision in consultation with the public health officer. The current public health order allows schools to open as long as they comply with the guidance that's been issued by the California Department of Public Health. So all schools at this point are are working toward reopening. Um, They may need to modify the, the format that they open in based on the conditions that are present at that time. But I think everyone is working toward getting kids back in classrooms. I know there's been some controversy about how difficult it'll be to implement some of those health guidelines, especially the ones issued by the CDC. Um, From a San Diego perspective, in terms of trying to make that safe, what resources are required and what are the challenges that'll kind of go along with that? Well, implementing physical distancing in classrooms is probably going to be the the biggest hurdle. trying to maintain six feet between, student, between all students and, and all of the adults. The California Department of Public Health gave school districts some flexibility on that though. So school districts are expected to maximize the space between students and ensure that 
the employees um, that their desks are at least six feet from the children. So we may see students seated together closer than six feet in some places based on the practicability of, of imposing that, that guideline. So districts have been given the flexibility to, to um, make it work, basically. One thing the teacher we talked to yesterday said that, you know, her normal class size is over 30. It would obviously help a lot in social distancing to reduce those numbers, but that requires a lot of resources, more class space, more teacher space. Is that is that even feasibly possible in such a short amount of time to come up with a plan to reduce class sizes? Reducing class sizes is, is a very expensive undertaking. Um, I don't... In most places, I doubt that school districts could swing it financially. What, we, what we've encouraged people to do is to look at every available place to work with students. So if um, we don't use cafeterias to bring every student in for a meal, if we alter the way we deliver food, then that space becomes available. If we're not using libraries in the same way, then that's an additional meeting space. So. And it's also possible that some schools may have vacant classrooms. So to the extent that you can find additional places to work with children and then you can um, afford to have additional teachers work in those spaces, you can do some class size reduction. I know that there are a few districts that have um, both looked at how they could lower class size and also how they could remove any unnecessary furniture so that they could make best use of the available space to spread kids out. I know in an ideal circumstance, uh, kids will be going to school five days a week, but is it, is it still possible that some sort of staggering could be in effect where, you know, half the kids go to school one day, the other half the other day, and then on alternate days, they might do more distance learning. Um, is that remain something that's being discussed? It, it is being discussed in different places. I think a lot of districts are trying very hard to open with a five-day-a-week attendance structure, and to do that, they have to balance um, they have to balance risks. So, to the extent that they can incorporate physical distancing well and um, use face covers when physical distancing isn't possible, uh, you may see a number of districts open up with five-day attendance. The other thing is is that in in younger grades, children typically stay in a classroom for the entire day. So keeping an intact cohort that doesn't mix with other students, uh, maximizing the space that's present, and the, the possibility that there's reduced risk with those kids make, may make it easier for elementary schools and elementary school districts to get kids back on campus five days a week. Campuses that serve middle and high school kids may have more difficulty um, getting kids back on, on school five days a week, so it's possible there could be some alternating happening in those settings. And it, it's really going to come down to how the solution that each district is able to create. Bob Mueller from the San Diego County Office of Education. Really appreciate your time on a, uh, a tough subject. I know everyone's working hard on trying to figure it out, though. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. Researchers at UCSD School of Medicine are set to start clinical trials on a plasma therapy to treat COVID-19. The plasma treatment involves infusing patients with antibodies from the blood of donors who have successfully recovered from the virus. The hope is that it will boost the patient's immune systems, shortening the length and reducing the severity of the disease. 
The trial, which begins Monday, is part of a larger national effort by the FDA. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus, getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.